Here we go! Oh, hey there, my name is Bubba. My name is Anna. And it's Friday, January the 17th, and you are tuned into Church Nerds, a back row morning show. And this show is made possible by listeners just like you and a strong partnership between Back Row Radio and Love Thy Nerd. And just in case you're new with us this morning, I am a founding member of Love Thy Nerd, a ministry that exists to love and serve our nerdy neighbors. I have almost eight years experience in nerd culture missions and over a decade as a professional Christian on church staff. I also ran headfirst once into a pole when I was a kid. Blood everywhere, it was gross. Excellent, well, uh, I have some pretty good cred as long as you count on growing up in Iwana and that I have some experience in inner city missions, briefly. I'm a stay-at-home mom. I homeschool our three kids and run my own hobby textile business. Also, I've never seen Disney's Aladdin. The and cartoon that, version. That That's true. We did go and see the live action version. We did. Yeah, that was my first, my first, my first Aladdin experience. Which? Unless you count playing the video game a little bit. Well, which version did you play? Did you play the Sega Genesis version oh, golly, or the far superior no, Super Nintendo version? It No, it was the Genesis. Okay. Is so that not superior? I thought it was good. I grew up playing the Super Nintendo version. And that, to me, is the best version of Aladdin. I have to disagree with you, but also I've never played that one. So. You just wanted to disagree with me. That's fair. The best one I've played is the Sega Genesis one. I can also say that the best one that I've played is the Super Nintendo version. <laughs> uh, it is worth noting that there were two different ones, and also they just released on, I don't know, all platforms. I know it came out on, on Switch. They released a combo pack that was the Lion King and Aladdin that you could download, but it was the Sega Genesis version of But see, Aladdin. we had both of those games. So somebody gave us a Sega Genesis um, way long after they were popular. Like, okay. they were getting rid of it to them. It was a junk station. Was it a like, massive one? Off. Did you have one of the big ones? Uh, or was it a small guy? Oh, okay, yeah, you had a, I don't you had know. a Genesis. Okay, gotcha. Anyway, I mean, it was a kid, so we had like the kid Disney games, nothing crazy or oh, yeah. violent or anything, but Aladdin and The Lion King, and those games were fun. I And for somebody who them. couldn't, like I didn't grow up playing video games, and so muscle memory and control and, you know, just, I'm not good at using controllers, and you know that still to this that. day. I do know that. And so those games were pretty doable for me. I, I really liked them. I see. I didn't have anything wrong with. I mean, like I said, that was one of my favorite games as a kid to play. We would go back and forth between Mortal Kombat two and Aladdin, and that's what we played in my mom's Red Cross office on base. I can still remember. It. I can still smell that place. Mortal Kombat. Yeah, You're probably going to hell. But this was the second one though. Um. So we played those games, and I, I think I remember recently talking to my sister about this and lamenting over the fact that. It was the wrong version of Aladdin. So oh. if you, if you, this is like, honestly, to me, this is like KJV versus anything else. Um, <laughs> and whatever side of the argument you fall on, I'm on the right side. So 
come and join join the light side. Hey, let's not bury the lead here, okay? You have never seen the cartoon version of Aladdin. I haven't. I mean, I could. Which I thought was like we have required Plus. by law. Um, n- no. Oh, okay. Well, so here's well, not, not yet. Here, here, here's how that. Write happened. your local congressperson. Good. Um. Well, there were just a lot of rules about what we could and couldn't watch, and this was definitely during, like, there was this point in time where Christian families were boycotting Disney like crazy. It was the cool thing to do. Um. I mean, they were there were a lot of boycotts back then of a lot of different yeah. things. Um. Disney being one of them. Because of the scandalous Little Mermaid cover and yeah. something in The Lion King, also something in something Aladdin. Something in Aladdin, yeah. None of Which those. Which I did hear, by the way. Oh. I did. Is that I, legit? It's legit. I mean, oh. you've got to like crank your volume to 11 to right. get it to come out. But. I don't understand why anybody did that. That's such a weird thing to do. People are just, whatever. Yeah, I, nobody tried to defend that when it came out. Yeah, and, you know the the writing in the clouds and the Lion King, and then the stuff on the cover for the uh, old it's mermaid. It's pretty, yeah. It's like Abby. Yeah. Okay. There it is, right there. Yeah. Um, they apologize and they move past it. And honestly, some people never moved past. Some it. people did not. Yeah. Well, With I don't know. Mandalorian, but... bring her right back in. I. Okay. Jeff Goldblum, the world according to Jeff Goldblum, that'll make you love Disney all over again yeah that's fun it's got an ice cream episode it's good i just saw the fabric one but anyway none of those reasons though were the reason that i was not allowed to watch aladdin um and sundry other disney movies um it actually had more to do with my parents philosophy on um like media intake and spiritual warfare and being really intentional about what we like let our children i guess consume on a media level and it's as well as um i guess like they didn't want us to to think or believe certain things about spirituality based on disney right which on one hand you can be like that's ridiculous it's just a movie on the other hand you can also look at how our ideas of like love are shaped by disney movies which are completely ridiculous okay you know Anyway, so specifically about Aladdin, specifically Aladdin, my parents beef with it was that there is a genie. And if you know anything about like the Arabian Nights and jinn in general, um, they're they're demons, they're demons, they're not good um, at all. And they don't they're not even really good in the Arabian Nights. They're, they're pretty wicked. Right. But, you know, in the Disney version, it's. It's Disney-fied, like he's blue and he's finally hilarious. It's Robin Williams. You ain't never had a friend like him. And so they made him this like really loving person, love, you know, likable person, kind of like Casper the Friendly Ghost was like, no, ghosts are bad. They're, they're demons. It's so funny to watch him eat though. That food just goes I right through. I still haven't seen that. Oh, why am I See, surprised? Did you know why this? Why am I surprised? This I, might be new for us. I didn't might... know that, but I have not seen Casper. When the Finley words Ghost. came out of your mouth, I was, of course, you have it. No, I have not. Anyway, that's it. That's why I haven't seen Aladdin. I also, um, the cartoon version. We watched the live action version. We did. 
So that was interesting, I guess, for me. I there were certain parts of it that I liked. I'm I was on board with like empowerment for women, even though it was a little cheesy in certain places. When she slows down time and sings to everybody. That was a little cringy. I did not know Jasmine had that superpower. But that is Nene's favorite. Oh my gosh. She song. literally will not be silent. No. <laughs> about it. Sometimes so, I come through and it's just blasting through. Really loud. Oh my gosh. She loves that song so much. And she was Jasmine for Halloween, which my, she was. I thought my mom, I don't know. Was. She did not say anything. You're, she might be listening right now and she can share her opinions with we, me. We love your but mom. She, actually, she helped donate some like jewelry to her outfit and stuff yeah, I too. Think so. Your, your mom, so your mom's flavor and, and kind of understanding and taste has, has changed over the years as you kids have gotten older That's because true. she now doesn't have to safeguard you as much against the evils of the world. True. And we joke and has some it. different philosophies than she did about a few things. Um, sure, as well as okay. I think we all do as we you know kind of grow right. and mature. Right. Not that your mother was immature before, but um, we well, love she. Was I love a clown. you, mom. I she love was you. A clown. Um, That's true. That is a real thing that happened. We can talk about that later. I put it on the board. Different episode. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where like her her taste has changed so much that we joke even. Uh, today, not today, but like today is in like the time frame that we're in, that one of her favorite movies or one of the ones that she enjoys is a movie called Stardust. Yeah. And like three witches are the main characters. And it, it uh, it's about a falling star that falls in love with a human. And it ju- it's a whole thing, it's, that movie. Yeah, very, like, very whimsical. Oh, very fantasy. whimsical. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a whole thing. But all that to say, you did grow up in a very homeschool environment. We talked about Awana. We've now talked about the movies that you have not been able to see. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if this will be a recurring bit on this show, but it might because we've been married for eleven years, and it still fascinates me. You are completely fascinated with my homeschoolness time. I just yep. want everybody to know because I think it's absolutely crazy. Not crazy in a, in like just an intriguing kind of way, not this person is crazy kind of a deal. Mm-hmm. I just feel like I needed to say that sure. to you that I don't think you're crazy. You was kind, you was smart, and you was important. Okay. Um, <laughs> but but I, we'll kind of revisit these things as the show progresses because- one of the things that like drew me to you in the first place was just how quirky you were. It's actually it was one of the my things tights. That, it was my tights. That was one of the things that pushed me away at the beginning. <laughs> we will cover that one in a uh, subsequent show. But I just kind of wanted to lean into that a little bit. And we wrote mm-hmm. that into the, into the opener so that we could have something to talk about with that. And it just, I don't know. I had never met anybody my age. Who had never seen Aladdin? Well, didn't know welcome. any of the songs. Couldn't identify with any of the stuff. I could sing like just um, a whole new world, well, like just I mean, little bits and pieces of that. Yeah. I mean, that's mostly that was, from like YouTube parody or like cover things. That is a travesty. <laughs> Some of them sing it better than they do. How 
dare you? The guy that does that both parts? Dude, yes. Okay, I give He's it to you. He's amazing. I just, when I saw that, we'll put this in the show notes, because when I saw that video, I almost lost my mind. I might have peed my pants just he a little bit. He actually sings the girl part better than the boy part, too. He does. Well, yeah. he has a higher register. I guess. Yeah. Sings it better than I could sing it. Well, so that is the way better the way than I can sing it. Yep. There we go. Um, well, we just want to kind of share a little bit about ourselves with you guys because we want you to understand who we are and feel comfortable when you're listening to this show, whether it's live on Back Row Radio or syndicated on our podcast feed over on Podbean. We just want you to feel like, hey, you're a part of this group and we are going to, in future episodes, give you an opportunity to speak into the show. We are going to be doing next week an AMA episode. That is an Ask Me Anything. I guess it should be an AUA. Ask Us Anything. It is all about you. All about you, Jesus. That's a song. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. if, I, if I ever say the that lyrics to a song and don't sing it, it's because I don't want us to get flagged. I want this to be able to stay up and just monetize and monetize. Hey. Yeah. Well, yep. Okay. But we are cool. going to be doing an AMA, a, I did it again, an AUA, I'll never remember that, nope. episode next week. And that is also going to be our fourth episode. That will be one month into the show. And what we're going to be doing with Back Row Radio is they're going to be doing a Church Nerds Week leading up to that, Woo-hoo. to our fourth episode, where Matt and Mo are going to have their 200th episode on Monday. That's a lot of episodes. And then they're going to play our episodes after that leading up to our fourth episode on Friday. Cause so, we're kind of a big deal. You just, guys just kidding. It's not us. It's we're not a big deal. I'm pointing out the microphone. It's these peeps right here. We got the analytics back from the show, from the first show. And you guys did absolutely amazing. You guys listened to it more than almost any other thing that we've done before. And I want to say thank you so much for caring about this and what we're trying to do here. And if you have any questions, you can send them in to us and we'll answer them here on the show as best we can to kind of help you understand that intersection between church and nerd culture. So if you have any questions, send them in to Bubba at lovethynerd.com. Again, that's Bubba at lovethynerd.com. And Ann and I will answer them right here on the show. I'm a little nervous about that. Don't be nervous. We can screen them. (laughs) That's true. We're not answering them live. We're not (laughs) tweeting about it. (laughs) <laughs> so, well, we are going to be right back um, at the top of the hour. And I, when we come back, we're going to talk about something that is pretty near and dear to our hearts that we have done. And that is how to start a game night and not just how, but why. And we're going to talk about that when we come back at the top of the hour right here on Back Row Radio. Welcome back to Church Nerds, a show where we kind of dissect and take a look at the intersection between church and nerd culture. Once again, my name is Bubba, and I'm joined with my wife, Anna. Hey. And we are here to talk to you guys today about why and how you should start a game night. Not if, 
I don't think that that's a question. I think that if you are listening, you're probably the exact demographic to go ahead and start a game night. Well, I mean, how many people do you really know who it's like, hey, do you like to play games? And they're like, nah, I don't really like to play games. Yeah. Everyone likes to play games. Not everybody likes to play every game. That's fair. Everyone likes games because games are fun. I do have people that when I'm teaching a game and I'm inviting people to come and learn this game or play this game with me, I'll just look over and say, hey, we have an extra spot. Do you want to play or do you want to take my spot and I can, I can teach? And I have people that say, no, I'm good. And I like to remind them that we're not playing for money. Mm-hmm. that this is just for fun. And if you lose, that's okay. My win percentage is terrible, stupid low. It's real bad. Yeah. It's, it's embarrassingly low. But I think that sometimes when people don't want to play, it's more of um, like, I'm afraid I am going to look stupid and like I don't know what I'm doing. Or You, you have that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, well, because we, nobody likes to look stupid. So, I mean, that or they're afraid that they are not going to understand it or something. That's or there fair. Are those people who really actually like to see a full play before they want to jump in and sure. study it so they can kick your butt at it later. Right. But we're talking about fun. Right. Yeah. And, that, and but, I joke around all the time like that is... If you like to game like that, that's fine. No, but you don't play always to have fun. You, if you're like me, you play to win. Right. And that's not exhausting at all. <laughs> uh, but we have just a couple of little points that we want to cover. And I do, I do truly think that you can start a game night. It may stretch you a little bit. It may stretch you a lot a bit. But I think that you can start a game night. And I'm talking to you, whoever you are, whoever needs to hear this, you can start a game night. It is not rocket science. Um, it's not any kind of science. It's game science. Games, game, game science. Game science. I feel like there should be a name for that, but I don't know. I what feel it. like we just infringed on somebody's copyright just by saying that. <laughs> but Anna said games are fun, and they are, or at the very least, they should be. I mean, I think that that was the whole point behind games and recreation was fun. And then, of course, we find a way to, you know, make everything competitive. Mm-hmm. You know, the easiest of games, we can make them competitive. But War. Okay, but I think that's kind of in the title, though. Rock, paper, scissors. Like, yeah. Tic-tac-toe. Well, those are all about. The dots game. What is the dots game? The connecting the dots game. Oh, making the boxes. Yeah, that one that <laughs> Oh my gosh. You always grind Naomi into a fine powder when you play that. You just no mercy on her. She's just five. Let her have a box. She's five. And it makes me laugh so <laughs> hard when we're playing this game. And if you guys don't know about this game, well, I would say we'll put a link to it, but I, I'll have to do some research if to see where I can. If you have been in elementary school, you have probably played this game. And even if you haven't, because again, homeschooled, but I have played this game. Yeah. Again, not surprised. You have rows and columns of dots. And basically, you're just drawing a line between dots. And the last person to complete the line or to make the line that completes the square gets the square. Because it's, yeah, a grid. And every single time she would put up that third line and just, I would laugh and laugh and laugh. 
because it was every time. And she would get mad. Real mad. She says, this is what she says. Anytime anyone's beating her. He's, don't go hard on me. <laughs> You're in she hard say, mode. Did it again. Daddy, how did you do that? I said, baby, I didn't do anything. You did all the hard work for me. <laughs> but anyway, there are things that you can do. And, and like we said, and like we talked about before on previous shows, and we'll continue to bring it up because it bears repeating. Games, games are a great way to deal with the things that weigh, weigh us down in life. Also, games are a gateway. Games are a great way. Games are a gateway. Commit. Words are hard. <laughs> anyway, yes, weighing us down. Yeah, I mean, if, if I've spent nine hours in front of a computer working on an Excel spreadsheet, this is not my life, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it's not. This is, that's, that's me explaining what hell is like for me. That's <laughs> like the seventh ring of hell for me. Um, but if, if you've spent that much time in front of an Excel, Excel spreadsheet or something like that, just like working, isolated in a cubicle, whatever it looks like for you, it is a good idea to do something else that stretches your mind and creates social interaction. Which is why offices like to do games and team building activities. It is an interesting dichotomy there because you have, you have some places like Facebook and Google and all these like really tech startup fresh like stuff that you find in Austin or Portland or you know, Louisville, stuff like that. Like these really hip places, they have all these things baked into their building. Mm -hmm. And then you have other stuff that I would say is is probably more staunch than that, that if they caught you playing a game in the break room, you right. might get written up for it. Yes. Because you're Fun wasting company time. Had it, yeah, that's time theft. Absolutely. Even if it's on your break, it is time theft. Yep. But I have tried to inject as much of this as I possibly can into my work at the church. And so for the past eight years, I've been at the same church. And I've just brought games in and have been like, hey, I got a new game. Does somebody want to play this with me? And I'm not bringing in my long, deep games, but just something that- Just Monopoly. Gives, yeah, you know, just a quick game of risk. No big deal. <laughs> something that just allows people to step outside of what they're doing. Because studies have shown that when you let your brain think about something else- it actually spurs your creativity and gets them juices a-flowing. I think that is the technical term that they used in the study. Juices flowing. Get them juices a-flowing. Yes. I don't like No? You don't like that? Well, no, thank you. take it up with the guy who wrote the study. Pass. Okay. Yeah. Also, it's interesting to me that more people are going to show up to these things than you think will. We had no idea. When we started our game night, um, we do ours at the church every two weeks, and we'll talk about that here in a minute. But when we started our game night, I had no idea what it was going to look like. We didn't do a whole lot of advertising. We didn't do... Uh, except a sermon series. But we didn't do a whole lot of advertising. Okay. Yeah, not everybody is going to have their pastor do a sermon series called The Games We Play, mm -hmm. and then allow us to start a game night. But... We had about 50 to 60 people come to that first game night, mm -hmm. and I was absolutely blown away. Yeah. I mean, I didn't expect that many people to care, let alone show up and want to play games. Mm -hmm. And we played everything from Scrabble to, I think we played Villainous that night. And 
I we had Bob Ross Art of Chill out. I don't remember. There were so many games. I, I had don't so many games out that night. Yeah. It was a little ridiculous. We weren't very we are better at it now than we were then. We've learned a few things. Oh yeah. Along the way. Absolutely. Which we will impart to you. We gonna do dear our listeners. best. So this number is actually gonna fluctuate. You know, our we don't have sixty people that come to our game night on the regs, but the people that we do want to be there. I think that if we so what we have now is a few people who are very consistent. I think that if we had less game nights, we'd probably have the higher volume ones because it's like, oh, this is a big deal. I yeah. gotta get in while the game's good. Um That's risk reward. Yeah. Yeah. But what we have is like a group of people who are there almost every time. Oh yeah. So of probably like twelve to fifteen. And we've done some different things. It it has evolved and mutated and done all sorts of things over the time that we've been doing it, which I guess has been about a little over a year. Uh, over a year? Over a year. Yeah, I think it came Ooh. up in my Facebook timeline um, for memories. Wow. So, but what you're doing here is you are creating space to create shared experiences with people and bond with them over little pieces of plastic and cardboard or little colored squares on a TV. It's like Michael Scott says, I love inside jokes. I want to be a part of one someday. <laughs> That's true. Um, you know, it's you get to make those memories and those experiences with people if you just give them space to happen. And that's yeah. what a game night is. Mm -hmm. Is it space for stuff like that to happen? Yep. So yep. you get inside jokes with people like that one time I played a game and didn't even know who my own character was and Secret Hitler. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. Didn't yes. even know my own character's identity and it's like a, a hide hide who you are social, social deduction, deduction game. game. Yeah. And even I didn't know who I was apparently. And so <laughs> I successfully did. lied to everyone at the table because I thought I was. <laughs> yeah. Well, you played it well because uh, we who were on the other team lost that game. <laughs> yeah, so, you did. Sorry. Congratulations Sorry. on yet another loss for me. But now everyone who is at that table has a really oh my gosh. funny memory. Yeah. I didn't know what you were talking about when you started that story, but. I know exactly what it is that you're talking about now. Yeah, it's funny. Well, what else can, you know, uh, why, why else should people start a game night? Like what's, what's something that it could do? Like, you know, we, we talked about um, that they're fun and that it gives space for these things to happen. They're also a good way to bond with people though, yeah? I like to play the same game with people over and over again. Um, I have a few people. My mom is one of them that I've played a game with over and over and over again. Um, I have another friend that we played a game like every game night for probably six weeks in a row. We, I think we played Chronicles of Crime. Oh my and, goodness. Um, that game is fantastic. Now that Chronicles one is very, it's, it's like thinky. I think there are some games that you can just sit and like, kind of like chess where people, they sit and they're playing chess, but it's, and they're thinking about it, but it's, it's kind of second, second nature to them though. Um, and so they can also talk and think about other things at the same time. And then there are some things that you're like deeply engaged in that game the whole time. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's different. You kind of feel out your gaming relationship with people, I think. Um, so it's not always the same way, but it is, you're, you're learning things about people just based on what you're playing with them. 
Yeah, you were talking about chess. Um, games can do something really, really amazing that not a lot of other mediums can do. And that is that they can bridge a language barrier. So if you're playing chess and everybody understands the rules, it doesn't matter if you speak Mandarin and I speak English. We're still going to be able to play chess together. Mm -hmm. I spent time with a guy uh, over New Year's break and Christmas, New Year's break. And he was telling me that he went to a, a tournament in Japan. And he, this was his first time ever being out there. Doesn't speak, you know, barely any Japanese at all. You know, probably just enough to say, donde esta el baño in, in Japanese. It's um, fine. Google Translate. Absolutely. I've seen the commercial. It works. It even works with horses. Reindeer? What was it? I don't know what you're talking about at all. Okay. Sorry. I forgot homeschool um <laughs> but he was playing in a japanese tournament and he said he was able to finish the tournament without knowing japanese because everybody understood the game that was being played and the mm -hmm. art was similar and he may have had to research some of the cards in english but then he could just turn around and and play so yeah. it bridges that language barrier which some people are even using this as a way Games is a way to communicate with nonverbal people. Mm, mm -hmm. And it is just, ah, games can do that. Yeah. It, it's, it's a tremendously powerful, powerful medium. I think um, another good, good thing about having a game night is that it's a really non-intimidating way to build relationships with people um, because it's an eat, like if you're trying to get close to someone, a game night can be an easier sell than like, hey, why don't you come to a Bible study with me at oh, my house? Or, I can hear my mom calling. Yeah, like, <laughs> gotta oh, go, gotta I'm go. going to be busy that day yeah, doing think, uh, anything else. I think I'm sick that day. Besides that. Yeah. Um, because it's, you know, because it's fun. Um, and I think, too, you really, like we were talking about, you get to know people. Um, because there are a lot of things that can come up when you're playing games. Um, it might be just tic-tac-toe and you're talking about nothing. Or or you might end up with a dynamic in a game. Because um, there are some really deep games out yeah. there about some really like complex ideas. They are designed to make you think about things. Some of them are. And so, uh, unlike that game, Chronicles of Crime, that I was just mentioning... Um, there's a lot of room for conversation about like what are we have some options of what we can do here what are we comfortable doing or like do we trust this person or why do we trust or distrust this person yeah. and the, and it can bring up uh just you just start to understand how people think you start to understand like sometimes you just they'll share their story or they'll yeah. share their experience or, you know, something you can learn about people's political opinions. You can learn Absolutely about can. their, um, you know, church history, or you can learn about emotional experiences that they've had or, you know, a whole bunch of different things just because you were playing a game together. Um, and, and you can learn those things doing anything else, but this one's a fun and easy strategy to do it. I just can't, I can't stress it enough. Like something magical happens when you sit down with somebody over a video game or a board game 
and you spend enough time with them, you build a relationship with them. And if you are a Christian and you're going into this with, with Christian intent, dare I use the phrase, um, to, to love and befriend this person and show them the love of Jesus, even while you're playing a game, they will see that. They may not see it right away. I'm just, I'm, this is where I throw my eight years experience down right here. I lay all the cards out. It will happen if you put the time in. If you think that you're just going to go into it and immediately people are going to be like, oh, I've just been waiting for you. I prayed for you to invite me to your game night and you did it and now I'm ready to be baptized. Like that is just not going to be the story that happens. I'm sorry. Um, we That we, would frankly be really weird. That would weird me out. Yeah, I'd be uncomfortable with that. We, we even have to teach people at our game night. It's like, look, we are not looking for conversion rates. We're not even looking to grow our Sunday morning numbers or anything like that. We want to create a space where people know that they can have fun inside of the church. Mm-hmm. Like that is our defined win for our game night at our church. Well, and I think that like it being at the church and we're going to talk about like where is a good place to have it. We do have ours at our church and there's some, you know. It's specific to our win though. Like some benefits, some losses in having it in a church building. Yeah. Um, But there are people who do come to our game nights on a regular basis who I don't. They don't come to anything else at the church. They don't come to anything else at our church. And I don't know if they go to things at other churches either. And so it's like, well, they're they're comfortable in our facility yep. at this point because they've been coming a really long time and there are a few piece of, piece of people there are yeah. a few people a few pieces of people who, uh, um but they're comfortable with those specific people as well um some of them are church staff members yeah um and so now when we see each other in the community uh it's i don't know it's just it's building yeah. a bridge with people to not not that people are projects and this is all like a means to an end, but nope. for when that time happens, because eventually everybody's going to have a crisis in their life and they're, and they're going to need to reach out to somebody. And so it's, this is, it's all prepping for that moment for us to serve them. Yeah. You know? Well, so how do we start a game night? We're, we've been talking about location, location, location. Okay. Where should we where, where, where are good places? Not maybe where should be, but where are good places to start a game night? I am a big proponent for doing things in your home. Um, I am not a big proponent for doing things in our home because that means that I have to clean everything when people are coming over. And yes. I don't want to. It does require some prep. Here's the deal. It's not clean when they're not here. Why do we need to lie to them? That's why I tell them to come over here so that we will clean it so that we don't live in squalor. I was actually That's talking to someone about rigid. this today. We have to clean our home every week because we have people in it. And apparently I only do it when I have external <laughs> pressure of the threat of possible judgment. So I give it to myself. Yeah, not from the Lord. It's my self-accountability measure. Yeah. Anyway, but I, I don't know. I, I just like, I like things to happen in homes. and. 
Um, and you were talking about like magical things happening when you play games with people. I think there's something magical when you share a home together. Yeah. Um, and you can sit on our weird sagging couch and you leave the couch out of this. Okay. <laughs> the couch didn't do anything to you. Um, uh, I don't know. My, my parents used to say that you're family with someone when, um, they know where your spare rolls of toilet paper are. And well, our kids don't even know where those are. That's <laughs> true. But, you know, you, you share when you invite someone into your world. Yeah. Not being your Sunday school room necessarily, but your actual home. That is a legit pet peeve of mine. Like I said, being over a decade in church work, it's one of the churches, and I, I, I'm saying it because I'm a part of it. One of our favorite things to do is to say, come to our building. Mm-hmm. Do our thing. Yeah. Um, get involved with what we're doing and just come, come meet us where we are. And I say all that. And like I said, we have our game night at the church, Yep. but it's very deliberate. Everything I do is a give, give, give. I don't take, um, mm-hmm. the take I'll, I'll take in the relationship aspect. That's where my take is. But we have hosted at least one game night here. Game day. We did at least one game day. I had a bunch of games that I needed to get yeah. through. Yeah. I mean, sometimes we have life group nights too. Oh, yeah. Where yeah, yeah. it's like either it's a weird holiday situation or it's VBS week and everybody's fried or, you know, something going on or we're in between studies and there's going to be a holiday and it's like it's not worth it to study act this week or oh, whatever yeah. and then start a new thing or I don't know. So we'll we just use them do as games. Buffers. Yes, we do. Just absolutely dinner and game night. And, and we'll play, we'll play like crowd favorites. Mm-hmm. We just play the hits. It's either throw, throw burrito or Sunday school answers nine times out of 10. Yeah, I did teach a new one recently, but usually it's, it's familiar things. We did, we've been known to do, uh, the, uh, back row. Yes. Baptist, we, the game. Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. Played it so much. We had to give it away. Actually. Did, did you give it away? I did. I'll yeah. get a new one. I know okay. a guy. Don't worry about it. I don't know. They were very shocked at how hard that game was. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Matt did a very good job they were like, of picking obscure. Um, like, I feel like I need to read my Bible more. <laughs> That's yeah, it's called conviction. Friend. <laughs> yeah. I need to study more. I should know the answers to these questions. So homes, homes are a good place. They're non-threatening. It's yep. neutral ground. Even though it's like our house, it's not at the church. It's not at, you know, somebody else's. It's like mm-hmm. a very calming place yeah. Yeah. that gets chaotic. And our house, you say, it. you know, we have to clean everything up. But in general. We just sweep it under the couch. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not a very good organizer, so most surfaces have a lot of stuff on them. So don't think that you have to like immaculately clean your house. Nope. Hosting life groups or hosting game nights, it's very similar in my mind. I'm a big, um, if you've ever heard the term scruffy hospitality, (laughs) um, that's me because hospitality is not my gift. It is something that I practice (laughs) out of obedience to the lord um i'm not gifted at it i'm just kind of like uh you know some people obsess about food or they obsess about space or they obsess about chairs or something like that and i'm like you know what when we run out of food people stop eating they just stop eating and then it's (laughs) fine and then they go home and eat a snack yes or if they if we don't have enough chairs you know what happens they sit on the floor 
That is true. Yeah. Because we, we definitely d- don't have enough chairs. We don't. We did have a situation where somebody considerably older than usually comes to our house came last night and yeah. she tried to sit on the floor and I threw a fit. <laughs> it's, well, <laughs> you, you have did to sit stop the, the conversation. Yeah. yeah. Um, but in general, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be perfect because, yeah. and actually so many people have told me, I appreciate this about your house that I come here and it's not perfect and it's just like homey. And we say none taken. That's right. Thank you. (laughs) But if you do not want to share your bathroom with people and you don't want to talk about where your extra toilet paper is, there are other options. Yes. And some of those places are, and (laughs) we are going to list off a couple of places. And if they're not conducive to you, and your lifestyle, do not go. Yes. Don't host him there. Yes. Don't go there. Go somewhere else. This go do is going else. to like uh, sear your conscience. Yes. It's we're, also, not, we're not trying to be offensive. Also going to depend on what kind of game night you're trying to have. True. Um, so the first, pay, first place is a pub. Mm-hmm. Pubs are actually really great places to host game nights. Pubs and or breweries. Uh, we have a lot of like microbreweries that are around here. And they all have really awesome table space, just wide open spaces for you to go and play games. And one of them actually has a rather pitiful, but a board game collection yes, behind the counter that you can check out. really welcome people coming and playing games in those spaces. Absolutely. Yeah. And you can bring a game. You don't have to play theirs. You can just bring anything in. Yeah. They love that. Um, I've, I've been to a couple of them all over the States and it's. They, they just want people there. Right. Because people buy drinks. Absolutely. For one thing and food. But, but legitimately, a lot of those places are actually into fostering community. And so they know that sitting around a table and playing a game. We've all seen can Lord of it. the Rings. We know about the prancing pony and it just being the place <laughs> where everybody congregates. And yes. So yeah. that's, that's kind of what that is. But maybe that's not your speed. And, and that's that, okay. If that makes you uncomfortable. Just don't don't do don't it there do it. because you could also do it at a coffee shop. Yep. Um, coffee shops also welcome people taking tables space up for long periods of time. Absolutely. They, they have do. people studying. They have mom groups coming and sitting and for long periods of time trying to not have to be with their children. The longer you're there, the more drinks you'll buy. It's That's the right. same concept. It is the same concept. And maybe a scone. Legal addictive stimulants. <laughs> So pubs, breweries, coffee shops, really any place that has like a self-serve vibe. Um, and You don't want to do this at like Applebee's or Chili's or something because they're those trying ha- to move you out IHOP, don't, for the love of all that is holy, oh. do not do it at IHOP Struck because there's cord. syrup there. Struck a cord. You will get syrup on your games. So don't do that. But, but even other places where there's going to be wait staff breathing down your neck, expecting a tip and waiting for your table to free up so that they can make more money on the next. Yes. Like that's kind of rude. Don't do it at those places. Yeah. Well, I mean, and like we said, you know, like uh, there's, there's another place out there. I, I hadn't mentioned this. I thought I had, but I got ahead of myself here. The library. You guys. Shh. The library. You guys remember the library? You have to play games quietly in the library. No table flipping. Those tables are huge because <laughs> you're going to have to play. They have a lot of like side rooms 
You're talking about the little like annex room yeah, things? Yeah, absolutely. Are you allowed to just go in there? You can, Well, you can go in there and request those spaces or rent those spaces. And most libraries have that conference room like right off of the front there or those uh, like windowed areas that are in the in the back of ours, like on the left side. Yeah. You can get those spaces. And guys, if you've not been to the library lately, go to the library. Chances are- We love the library. They've got games- at the library really? that I, you can check out and play, boom, right there. Have you there. looked? I haven't even looked at ours. I have heard about other libraries that do this. So I'm saying the possibility is there that if you go and check, you can check out a game from your local library. Cool. And if you can't, request them. Because you remember that one time you couldn't get DVDs at the library? <laughs> and now you can? Um, it's true. So it's just, there are a lot of different places. And then last but not least, we talked about your church. You may have church space available to you. We do. Um, mm. We have a, a huge room upstairs for our youth that we utilize and a side room for when we're playing Switch stuff like Smash Bros and all that. And we'll get into that here in just a second. The nice thing about churches is that, I mean, there are spaces that are specifically designed to have a bunch of people in them. So there's usually lots of tables. There's usually lots of chairs. Um, if you, Yeah. Because yeah. you're not playing this in the sanctuary in church pews. It's like Sunday school rooms where correct roundtable discussion and stuff. Like they're kind of set up for that already. And that's we good. have done game nights in sanctuaries before, and we've done like we bowling and just took over the whole thing and moved all the chairs around, and it was it was a blast. We did it for an all nighter, and I don't recommend doing all nighters because they're terrible. Did you do this with me? This was this was at our first church. This was I don't remember this. Yeah. You well, I'm glad you blocked it out. I might remember that all nighter in general. I Yeah, we had a wee bowling tournament. And that was actually a lot of fun. Well You you would not believe me if I told you that a seventy year old lady won that tournament. Yeah. What? Absolutely. I don't remember this. I just know lock ins make me completely miserable. Well, it's I because can't do them. They're, that's like the eighth ring of hell is lock-ins. <laughs> and there are 24 more rings. Don't let Dante do, tell you there's not. I do not know why youth ministry decided that that was a good thing ever. It's horrible. If any youth ministers will listen to me, just don't do them. They're the worst invention in the history of youth ministry. They're also not as fun as you think they are. They are not fun at all. Yeah. Ugh. I always don't end up with like weird- Don't get bullied into doing an all-nighter. Like, blood sugar like i don't know i i oh yeah there's never any real food yeah and then i feel like like just a pile of garbage walking around and like that's when you feel crash. legitimately sick i feel legitimately sick with no sleep and no protein because i think i just have like a really high metabolism or something I can't do it, man. Isn't the best part when you try to make it all the way through and then you crash at like 4.30 and your mom has to come pick you up at 8? No, no, no. Okay, so another part about me being homeschooled right now, if we can come back around to this, is that I was not allowed to attend lock-ins. Um, not the whole uh, thing. Of course you weren't. Because boys and girls in the same building and my parents were completely right about that, by the way. Um, that was smart. Um, I thought it was really, really lame, but they'd be like, hey, we're not saying you can't go. You can go, but you can only go until midnight and then we'll come pick you up at midnight and then we'll drop you off at 6 a.m. Barf. 
<laughs> I'm uh, like, pass. that sounds lame, but it's better than staying home. Oh my gosh. So is that I, just to like trick your friends into thinking that you were there the whole like, time? Like they didn't want to make me miss out on the worst thing. But you know that phrase that's like, nothing good happens after midnight. That's True. pretty accurate about teenagers. I watch a lot of television after midnight. Yeah. So um, they, yeah, they just wanted to protect me from stuff. And so I'd like show up showered and fully awake in the morning and like eat breakfast with everybody. And if you have slept and then you show up at a lock-in with all the kids who haven't slept and have been eating garbage all night, they are super lame. I mean, it's kind of like yeah. being a designated driver, Absolutely. but like the worst parts of it because they're not even funny. They're no, just really they're late. They're grumpy and boring and yeah, and they stink. They, well, I guess drunk and, people stink. And too. when a homeschooler says that you're boring and lame, you know that you are. I think I'm really interesting. By the way, bottom of the barrel. Interesting is the perfect word. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, hey guys, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be back at the top of the hour, and when we come back, we're gonna talk about how to start said game night at your church or your home or coffee shop or brewery or wherever. But stay tuned in right here to the Back Row Radio, and we'll be right back at the top of the hour. Welcome back to another episode of Church Nerds. This is a back row morning show, and my name is Bubba. I'm joined with my wife, Anna. And in this segment, we're going to be talking about how to start the game night that we said you could do, we promised you that you could do in the previous segment. You can do all things. This is Philippians 4.13 if I've ever seen it. Um, That is called proof texting. (laughs) So... How do we start a game night? Like, what were the, some of the things that we thought about and tried to be cognizant of when we were doing this? Ambiance. Ooh. Yeah. Well, just mood. I think for me is a big deal um, because I just, I want people to feel comfortable. Yeah. And I, and that probably is part of the reason why I'm like, do it at your home because your home is comfortable to you. And if it's comfortable to you, it's probably comfortable to other people. Um, Debatable. Yeah. Yeah. So having good lighting matters. Um, comfortable seats because you might be there a minute. Yes. Or if you're playing throw, throw burrito, no seats. No seats. Don't have seats there. Um, cause you're going to be like running around and tripping over stuff. Absolutely. Um, music is kind of nice to, as just a, we have a playlist that we use for our game nights and it's just a bunch of nerdy music of video game soundtracks and Lord of the Rings stuff. And, you know, we're probably going to have to add, you know, toss a coin to your Witcher in there. Like just. I mean, you don't have to have a nerdy playlist. You could just have like, you could just have a, if it, you know, you could have a worship uh, playlist going on or you could have, I don't know, whatever you listen to and your friends. Again, it would depend on your game group. Right. So if you're getting together with 
your small group or your church people or you're inviting all the deacons over to come play a game, then yeah, maybe a, right. a worship playlist. If you can, you can find things that are very akin to like the uh, worship elevator music that they play at Chick-fil-A no, on Spotify. No, don't, oh, don't do that. To where it's like, guess that song. Hey, speaking of Chick-fil-A. Okay. Did you know that they have like um, trivia day at Chick-fil-A? What does that mean? Like, like trivia teams, random, tr- you know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about, but I've not. They have not... one at Chick-fil-A. Anyway, huh. sorry, games, Chick-fil-A. Well, that's a game. But don't. Hey, what a good way to start your game night or to do in the interim when you're not having a game it's night. It's definitely during the game, t- the game is, I don't know what I'm saying. You're doing right great. <laughs> the daytime. It's in the daytime though. Okay. So. Well. If we can, I would love to take you on a date to Chick-fil-A Trivia Night. So Trivia Day. Oh, it's a daytime. You did say daytime. Yeah. Trivia trivia in between lunch and supper. Ugh. It's not an ideal time. Yeah. What do we expect? Awesomeness because I do love Chick-fil-A. I, okay, I'll do some research. I'm I'm in on it. Okay. Anyway, I mean, I'm sure I bet Chick Fil A would be okay with you playing a game in there. I don't know that I would want to. Their tables are always wobbly. I love Chick Fil A. <laughs> don't I mean it's it's the Lord's chicken. It's Christ Fillet. It's pre blessed. All the nines. I mean, but it's just not conducive to playing games. Uh, you could probably come play a card game there. Yeah. Well, okay. But snacks at game. Speaking of Chick Fil A. Little those little nuggets. Chick-fil-A nuggets. Absolutely. Uh, but any kind of snack. I another thing that I'm a big proponent of, aside from like inviting people into your homes, is the breaking of bread. Food. Feed the people. If you want the people to be comfortable, if you want them to have a good time with you, you need to feed them feed those them. carbs, man. Yep, you got a carbo load. Yes. <laughs> um it it's it does do something to people when you eat together. It's just good. It's good for you. We could jump into a whole Bible study on this. You could. But the skinny of it is, see what I did there? Food, skinny. The Not eating Chick-fil-A. The, skin, the skinny of it is, is that Jesus did this a lot. He did. He yeah. ate and drank with people all the time. You know why? Because hangry people do not get along and they don't listen well. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he knows. 40 days in the desert. <laughs> yeah. Of course he brought meals and, you know, multiplied the loaves and the fishes. Like, mm-hmm. you knew what's up. Yeah. Yes. Feed them. But. That's um, why it was the last supper, not the tip. last board meeting. <laughs> the last 40 hour famine. Um, Freaking 40 hour famine. <laughs> Speaking of terrible ideas. Golly. And then you end it with a pasta feast. Carbs. Ugh. Bread. When you're really hungry, you want those things, though. <sighs> Satan was tempting Jesus to make bread out of rocks. Do you think that he tempted him with chicken spaghetti? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that he did. As you're feeding your people their carbs and snacks, just keep in mind that in game world... Like greasy fingers and cards or sticky fingers and cards do not, mm. they don't mix well. No. So, 
protect your surfaces. And chopsticks are awesome. Like chopsticks and cheese balls yes. is one of my favorite, your like, favorite yeah. game snack things. And if you can't use chopsticks, because there, there are some trainers. That's what I was going to say. You yeah. just go to the local grocer and pick up the ones that are the cheaters. Or ye old Amazon Prime. Or I sometimes I forget that the internet exists. And if you buy on Amazon Prime, you can actually use a the Love Thy Nerd smile. Um, you can. Yeah. You can choose Love Thy Nerd. If you go to smile.amazon.com, you can choose Love Thy Nerd as your charity of choice. Uh-huh. Love that plug. Way to go, babe. <laughs> I'm good at this, yeah. right? Speaking of monetizing. Anyway, no. Um, but for real, like, it's... Some people are like, oh, don't sleeve your cards. Don't do all this stuff. Don't whatever. You know, games are meant to be played. Not with nasty hands. They're not. And children. Yeah. Yeah. I've had many a drink and game, you know, drink spilled on games and cheesy fingers ruining cards and like all sorts of stuff. There's always that moment somebody spills it and then and they always make eye contact with you like you're going to kill me. Yeah. I'm going to die right now. Ruining your game. Yep. I feel like those are the moments that stretch me the most, and I think I've done pretty well. You have shown a lot of grace. Yeah. yeah. And we're talking like $70, $80 games mm-hmm. and a drink just like skadoosh. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, just you'll be smart about it because these things are investments. So when you do it, right. you want to feed people, but you also yeah. want to, for lack of a better term, protect your investment. Yeah. And- to be clear, I am not saying games are messy, so don't play, don't eat with them. You should oh, yeah. have food. Yeah, we figure it out. And you'll figure it out too. You're smart. Yeah. So now that you have people there, they're at your house, they're at your game night, whatever's going on, they've got food. The more important thing than that is the actual games that you have to play while they're there because it's not a dinner party. I guess mm-hmm. it could be a dinner party, but. Sometimes it turns into that. And yeah. I always feel sad. That's a little not, bit. <laughs> that's not its, ex- its expressed purpose. Right. So what kind of games should they be playing at these kind of game nights? Well, that depends on, I guess, your target uh, group of people. So if it's just kind of a bunch of random people or like a hodgepodge group of people, um, you, you want party games. You Absolutely. want crowd games. So... Throw Throw Burrito, we've talked about, is an awesome game. That one's pretty physical. Um, Mario Kart, always yeah. a good one. And Yeah, I mean, obviously, you're going to need to switch for some of these or yeah, a video game system or whatever. console. So I just recommend the Switch because it's easy and it has a lot of really cool, fun party games on it. Yeah, and very familiar. I mean, Nintendo things are generally yeah. familiar to people. Yeah, I mean, you get Mario Kart, Mario Party... Uh, Mario Maker, uh, Mario Tennis, Mario everything mm-hmm. uh, is is what you're going to get there. Just Shapes and Beats is a really fun one, and it's really exactly what it sounds like. You are a shape, and it's kind of like asteroids in that you're trying to avoid the things that are coming at you, but you're not shooting things. You're just avoiding. That's the whole point. And it's got a four-player aspect to it, so it's, it's co-op on the Switch. Ready to go. Couch co-ops are where it's at. I'm there for that, man. Yeah. Smash Bros, obviously. 
Um, Smash Bros. Ultimate is what they have on the Switch right now. And, but people still play all the way back to the 64 um, regular Smash Bros. I think if you're playing with teenagers, this is almost always oh, the yeah. one that like wins out. Teens love Smash Bros. They're good at it. Like This is what they do. Also, there's a game called Stickbolt, which is basically circular dodgeball. Have you played this with me? No, you've got some games on here that I'm not even familiar with. These are games that we break out on the regs when we're doing game nights and stuff like that. Not our game night, but like when we do stuff with Love Thy Nerd. And, okay, I was like, we don't have yeah, some we'll, of these games. We will play them together. It's really fun. Like I said, circular dodgeball, and it is hilarious. Um, also, Jackbox. You've played Jackbox. Nope. Are you kidding nope. me? I've seen footage of you playing Jackbox, but I, I haven't played counts. Jackbox. Yeah. Jackbox is really fun because there are like a billion versions of it. They just make more Jackboxes. Like, I've seen, I feel like when I have seen y'all playing it with it, people are like laughing until they're crying. Absolutely. And so I want to, like I have FOMO. I want to, I, w I want to go to there. Like the I want to know what's going on and be part of it. Okay, we can fix that. Yeah. The coolest thing about Jackbox for me is that most all of the games are, you can play on your console or your PC or whatever, and you can play with people in the room that, on their smartphone. Okay. There's a code that pops up. You go to the website, you put the code in, and you are now playing the game up to X number of people. Like mm -hmm. it has a limit. Okay. But it's a good way to involve multiple people without having to have 5,000 controllers to do that. It's like you just have your smartphone and you're good to go. And who doesn't have their smartphone? Me, mom, people, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we played one the other day, and this is one that we're adding to uh, our rotation of games that we're going to start playing at our youth group when we're kind of introducing LTN to them as part of the process. Um, we're doing a pilot program. But this game is called The Mind. And it's, a, it's just a, a card game for, I think it's up to five or six players. I want to say five players. And what you do is you have a series of cards, one to a hundred. Each person at the table starts off with one card. And without communicating, you have to lay the cards down in order. Right. So in a two-player game at the beginning... That was fairly easy because it's you're just playing the odds. Like, is my number below 50? I should probably go first. Yeah. Um, but it gets more complicated, and I can see it being much more complicated oh, with multiple people. We only made it, just the two of us, we only made it to level five. Yeah, we didn't. Do of that 12. Good. Yeah. We only played once, so yeah. we'd get better. Um, escape room games, I think, are really good for... In general. Yeah, but I mean, for, for like crowds and stuff because you can kind of just jump in or jump out of them usually um you can make a contribution or you can not and so for people who are a little nervous about it um you know those are kind of good because it's not like you're depending solely on them for anything co-op games are mm -hmm. awesome and that's escape room games usually are there is a series of escape room games out there called exit and they are one hour like there's an app that you download. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a card based escape room, but it's they're one hour timed. Yep. So you know that you're you're in and out in an hour or less, or more, or like. much more if you're in a McDonald's trying to figure it out. <laughs> everybody's angry. You can yeah. go over an hour. You it's can possible. Just don't. But <laughs> don't be that guy. 
code names is also a really good one. I like it. You don't love it. Chances are you've probably played code names. Yeah, it's not it's not obscure. It's n- It is not my favorite game. But in this scenario, like this this specific tier of games that we're talking about here, code names is great cuz you can play almost infinity number of people with mm-hmm. code names. Yeah. Um another game that we have had great success getting people to play is called Clask. Yeah. K L A S K. And basically it's like a tiny magnetic air hockey table. Basically. And people love that game. I think it's We've just played it's just it fun. for hours. Yeah. It is highly competitive, but you know, parents can do it, kids can do it, teenagers can do it, like everybody can play it. Yeah. And um and it's simple. Um it's Did just I tell fun. you that there's a four player version of that now? No. It's a circle. So the the one that we're talking about, just regular Clask, is it's a rectangle. It looks a lot like like a hockey rink or, or like a you tiny know, soccer field. soccer field. Yeah. This one's a circle. And so you have so it's four bays, basically ah. ball. Yeah. <laughs> and it might it might end up living at this house because mm. that, that that game sounds really hard to store. That game is so fun. Well, it can't I be any harder you. than Drop Mix. Well, I d- I love that game. Mm, we, don't get we me started on drop mix. game storage in this house. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. it. That's a marital Let's dispute. Get another one. No, stop. Okay. So those are those are good light games, and that again, not an exhaustive list. We'll have all right. the stuff in the show notes. But there are some other groups out there that want a deeper experience. Mm-hmm. They so, want to play a heavier yeah. game. Well, because some people, some people are just wanting to get people together. But sometimes you're trying to get a certain group of people together who like to play a certain game. Yeah. And so you want to collect those nerds. I'm talking about your D&D people, yep. your Magic the Gathering people, or you have um, some of those really long play games. Like, yes. um, you know, for my dad, it was Axis and Allies. Absolutely. Or Risk. It yep. could be those kinds of people. Um, there's one that a lot of our friends like to play called Scythe. That's that like long that's strategy good. game type of thing. Um, Pandemic. Yes. So the just the core game of Pandemic will probably play over an hour, maybe an hour and a half, depending on how well you're doing or how fast the viruses are spreading. Mm-hmm. Um and pandemic was actually our introduction to co-op gaming. Absolutely, was. Um, so it still has a a special place Love in it. my we, heart. It is a game that we own. Yeah, um, and it's it's a game we don't play often, but we're very fond of. And yeah. I have no problem busting it out and teaching somebody how to play. But if you want to build, let's let's say your a win for you is to get the same people to come back time after time after time. Right. A great thing you can do is to pick up a, a, almost any game that has a legacy in the title. Legacy. So Pandemic has a legacy version. Uh, you know, Werewolf has a legacy version. Risk has a legacy you version. You want to unpack what legacy means, though? Yeah, so legacy is going to be any game that's going to be played over multiple campaigns. I almost sang you a song just now. What was it? Um... I can't because I don't want to get flagged, but it, okay. was, it was about wanting to leave a legacy and how will they remember me? I cannot wait to hear it because I still don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's not from Aladdin, so I no. have that. Um, it could probably be heard on a positive, encouraging radio station. Oh, okay. Yeah. But not this one. No. 
right? Maybe. Okay. I don't Maybe. know. Who knows? You be the judge. <laughs> but these legacy games, they're, they're designed to be played over a series of campaigns. And each campaign is a full gameplay. Right. So whereas Pandemic would have been, you know, 120 minutes to, you know, maybe 200 minutes or something like that. Now you have 12 to play times. 12 of, yeah, you have to play like 12 sessions. And as you're playing, you're changing the board. You're opening boxes that have other characters and cards Applying and stuff. Applying stickers. In most cases, yeah. Writing in on like permanent marker. You are you are altering sometimes. the world that you're playing in. It, yeah. it, it's so fun if you love the world that you're playing in. So it's it has a consumable um aspect to it and the, and sometimes that can make you die inside a little bit cuz you're bit, like, yeah. "Man, I paid 60 bucks for this game and I'm riding on it with My a marker." My brother didn't. We played a couple of rounds of Pandemic Legacy and he put the cards you're supposed to legitimately tear in half and he just can't do he it. He put them in a bag. I look at this kind of thing, though. To me, it is, is this shared experience valuable enough to me that I will do this? And and it's not hard for me to justify because it's like, well, would I go to a movie together once yeah. a month with these friends? Because it's going to cost way less than that. Would I go to a restaurant and buy them a meal? It's, it might be one meal, that, like two hours with somebody at a yeah. restaurant. Um, so for me, it's easy to say, yeah, I'll pay $60 with you and get probably 24 hours almost of like hanging out with this person. Absolutely, That's worth it. It's also worth noting that when you have these games and if you're going to keep bringing people back and all this stuff, it is not completely out of the ordinary to ask people that are going to be there on a regular basis to help you invest in these right. things. Yeah. So like say for instance, there's a game we have here called Gloomhaven. When that game debuted, it was something stupid like $199 or Who spends $199 on a game. Plenty of people that oh, I'm game I'm looking was at was ridiculous. Oh, you're talking about me. Okay. <laughs> um but it's it's not out of the ordinary. It, it would not be a big ask for you to say, "Hey, this game's 150 bucks, but we're going to play the bejeez out of it." Mhm. What's that divided by seven? And would you do a buy-in to do that? Right, and you've done that multiple times. Yeah, um, Time Stories is one that we didn't have written down, but it's a it's a game that has a bunch of different like scenarios, different yep. expansions, and you had a group that you were getting together and playing with regularly, and so it was like, hey, you buy an expansion, mm -hmm. I'll buy an expansion, and all it's all these guys who are like they're just excited about Guy Night, yeah. And Getting to Playing hang games. out together yeah. away from work. And it's all guys from work, but yeah, it's yeah. But yeah, I mean but it's away 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 yeah. from work. Away, away. I sang it. <gasps> Redacted. <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, I mean like it's it really just depends on what you're trying to do and what what you're trying to foster with your game night. Right. Because the way that we do our game night at our church every two weeks is not Pandemic Legacy, Gloomhaven, mm -hmm. Scythe, Machi Koro Legacy. It's, we do play D&D, &D, but they're like one-off stories. Mm -hmm. It's not, if you miss, the whole team has to go under or pick up your slack or anything like that. They're, they're one-off stuff. So I would say just get in there. Get your feet wet. 
crack some eggs, make some omelets, some delicious, delicious game omelets. Never um, heard that expression. Well, that's because I just in coined this it. Context. I'm, I'm, I'm coining it right now. Okay. TM. That's me. <laughs> I'm gonna nickel every time somebody thinks about it. Okay. You guys will never really know just how much fun it can actually be and how beneficial it could actually be for you or for someone that might attend your game night until you try and have one. I have stories. We have stories about people that have attended our game nights or our game days and it has strengthened our relationship with them or allowed us to have relationships with them. All because we sat down and we created space to play a game with them. Now right here on back row, Matt has created a bunch of games. That guy loves to make games. You can find all the games that he has and those are good games that you can play with your game group right now. Also, don't forget about Sunday School Answers. Like I cannot say enough about Sunday School Answers. So much so that the back row has an expansion for it and Love Thy Nerd this year in 2020 is going to also have an expansion for that game. It is so much fun. It does exactly what we want it to do. It checks all the boxes for us at Love Thy Nerd. And I think that it's a game that should live in your house. So you can expect that coming later, but right now for like 20 bucks, you can get Sunday School Answers, like all of it. And it comes in a box now. Mine came in a bag. Oh, yeah. boxes. Like cheap cereal. Fancy. Yeah. Wow. So I might have to repurchase it. <laughs> to be fair, I think my cards kind of melted together. I left them out in my car and they, they stick together a little bit. Oh, no. That's, don't do that. Yeah. But pro tip, don't leave your cards out in the sun. And eat with chopsticks. And eat with chopsticks. Well, hey, guys, we are going to be back at the top of the hour with our nerdy recommendation for the show. So don't leave. Stay right here. Tuned in to Back Row Radio. Tiger uppercut. Well, before we close out the show here, we, we want to give you guys a nerdy recommendation. And last time we talked about a game called Drop Mix, which is awesome. It's a bear to store. It's kind of sticking out the top of my game shelf right now. Well, it's not harder to store than a normal Monopoly box. That's fair. Yeah. Well, it is now that I don't use the box anymore. <laughs> But our kids were playing that game. So when we make these recommendations to you, they're not just things that we're pulling out of thin air. Like these are things that Anna and I, if nobody else on the planet, thoroughly enjoy these things. So we had Drop Mix last show. This week, Anna went to the bookstore, which is a thing that still exists. It's wonderful. And when she went there not too long ago, just right after Christmas, I think is when it was. Was it before Christmas? It was after Christmas. You know what? doesn't matter when yeah. it was because they weren't there. Um, but when she went to the bookstore, she came back with the only book she thought that we should have from the entire bookstore. You could have bought any book. <laughs> I could have. Well, okay. So my recommendation is Strange Planet, which hopefully you have already discovered You've this. You've probably seen it on the internet. If you haven't, you need you need to see it. It's um, Alien it's, Comics. It's comics. Yeah. By Nathan W. Pyle. 
Um, the premise of it is that it's like explaining the world around us to aliens. Yeah. Or like basic explanations trying yeah. to take part from a sort of yeah third party almost kind of feeling um perspective uh and so it's just like everyday occurrences broken down into this very impersonal language yeah and i just find it so so funny we were reading some of these just before we started rolling here and anna i was looking for a pair of headphones somewhere else and i just heard her cackling well, so so I have been, it's funny because I actually was recognized as a top fan by his Facebook page, Ooh, which brag. that has never happened to me before. And then I had this like conflicted feeling, like, because Facebook will allow you to reject that badge or, or display it. Well, not reject it, but like, do you want to display that you're a top fan? And yeah, I had- answers, yes. Is it? Because it Absolutely. Feels, that feels really pretentious. Like, ooh, look at me. I'm a top fan. Yeah. Well, anyway, I it. really like it. And I guess I am a fan because I bought, bought his book. book. I bought his book at Barnes & Noble. My dad had like the far side and stuff like that. But I'm like, this, this belongs on my shelf. Yeah. It's worth noting that all of these are free on the internet. No, not. No, no. There are some things that are exclusive to the book that he has not published on the internet. For top fans only. <laughs> Real top fans who buy things. Um, so I'm just going to read one because, you know, to kind of explain it. So there, you've got two alien kind of figures and one of them's real pink looking. And the other guy's like, whoa, Alex, you look damaged. Alex says, I was exposed to the nearest star. The first guy says, jealous. Alex says, I feel more attractive. And the other guy's like, honestly, you are. <laughs> Alex says, it's the star damage. <laughs> and then the other guy's like, I crave star damage. <laughs> and so anyway, I was in Barnes and Noble and started reading it because I was waiting on someone and just like laughed till I cried over this book. <laughs> and so it came home. Do the me. other one. Wait, do the other one. The singing one? Do the I other one. I don't want to sing. I don't even know if I can find it. I have, I, I believe in you. There there are so many good ones in here. It, it would, it, you have to see it because it really lands so much better. But this this particular one that she's going to do right now, um, just buckle up because it is so good. Well, okay. So it's two of them stargazing on a, on a hillside. And the one says... I selected a gaseous orb and whispered a request. Other one says, why? Tell the orb what you desire. Orb will then help you acquire. Regardless of what you request, you will receive. Other guy says, where did you learn that? Or it might be a girl. It's probably a girl. And so the first one goes from a singing insect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. You can cut, I love you it. Can cut my singing. I'm not going to do that. I'm not no excited way, about it. I just think that <laughs> I mean, these, are, these are so funny. And it's anything that you can have that brings a smile to your face that you can read silently to yourself 
and makes you laugh, laugh until out you cry. loud. I mean, legit laugh out loud. And yeah, the, the, one of the things I like about Strange Planet, though, is because it's written in this like alien kind of. There's no swear words. Oh, no, no. Like, I feel completely comfortable having my children who are learning to read have access to this, which I can't say about, like, all of the things that I find funny. Right. And um, so I just, I feel really good about this book being on my shelf. So it's my recommendation. Yeah, our kids can't understand it. No, they will someday. Because the humor someday is just... Someday they will think it's funny. But I do remember reading like Farside and Dilbert and things my dad had on the shelf and like not understanding them at all. And then one day I did and they were funny. <laughs> well, that's a recommendation for this show. That is Strange Planet by Nathan W. Pyle. And you can find that on the internet, but you can also go to the store or the Amazon and pick this book up. It's good. It's, it's good. about 15 bucks. Deserves to be on your shelf. Yep. Well, you know what? That's our show. Um, we can be found on the internet, as so can this book. Uh, you can find us on lovethynerd.com. We've got a bunch of great things there. When he says us, he really means him. Well, also, the, the royal us, the royal we. Yeah. We can be found. You can find us on lovethenerd.com, like I said, and we've got a lot of great stuff there. We've got articles, we've got other podcasts, we've got links to our Facebook community, our Discord server, our Twitter, and our Twitter, Twitter, our Twitter, and our Instagram. Um, words are, words are hard. Like, Homestowano. Homest oh my gosh. Pause. Okay. <laughs> we will come back to the closer in just a second. We played the Trogdar board game. Did you say Trogdar? Trogdar. Uh, yeah, we play Trogdar. You see, now you're making me say it wrong. The Trogdar. Coach Z. Trogdar. <laughs> if you didn't grow up with Homestar Runner, I'm so sorry for what's happening right now. But You're so confused. If nobody else, Matt knows what's happening. And so <laughs> we, played, we played the board game. It was Trogdar the board game. And it's about burninating the peasants and burninating the countryside. And sometimes I forget that there are people who don't who don't know what that is. No, at all. And it falls so flat, like so so flat. And if you if you're one of these people, we are sorry. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Here's what you need to do: just Google Home Star Runner. Hold on. And look it'll it, come up. It's a look it's it up a on my cellular white, device. A, a little white creature with a red shirt and a white star. Home star and runner. A beanie. It, well, it's a it was a baseball cap with a little spinner on it. Yeah. And so, it's yeah. worth your time. I I was telling somebody the other day. I'm surprised that I received a high school education. Um, <laughs> my diploma should have said home star runner on it because I skipped a ton of class. I don't advocate this. I skipped a ton of class. Went and went to the, like the the tech lab or the choir room and just watched Homestar Runner for periods on end. I would judge you, but definitely um, when I was supposed to be watching my mom's store, uh, her yarn shop, mm -hmm. and getting work done, some days I watched hours, hours, hours of Homestar hours. Runner. Because there is that much content. Oh, yeah. Multiple days of hours and hour, like probably a couple weeks of just. It is, 
it is mind-numbing. Just know that when you're going into it, you're not. It's not quality content. Um, it's kind of like saying the word spoon over and over, over, and over again, again, and then it gets funny. Yes, the more times absolutely. You say it. Uh, there is a line by a character in that show called Hamsar, and he says, "I was raised by a cup of coffee." So, I was raised by a cup of coffee. There it is. That's it. And when you hear that in the show, you're going to be like, Anna did it first. Who did it better? Well, like I said, guys, that is going to be our show. I hope you were entertained. I hope that you learned something here today. And remember, if you have any questions, please feel free to email Bubba at lovethynerd.com. Next week, we are going to be doing an AUA, remembered it, and ask us anything episode. And it is going to be Church Nerds Week. So make sure that you're sharing our content, that you subscribe to the podcast on Podbean. And also, if you can, listen live. We would love for you to do that. And then tweet it out or share it on your social media, however you want to. Make sure you tag Back Row Radio and also Love Thy Nerd. Once again, I'm Bubba. I'm Anna. And be sure to tune into Back Row Radio every Friday for a fresh episode of Church Nerds. And remember, if no one else tells you, I promise that it's true that Jesus loves you, nerd. <laughs>